Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Show on a very productive Tuesday on My Talk 1071 Everything Entertainment. Thank you for joining us. Elizabeth Reese will be with us again today, and she's going to be in studio. She will handle today's dirt alert duties coming up. Thanks, Danny. Thank you so much. Uh, oh my gosh, Marie Osmond was giving us such great couch last night on uh, Colbert. She is delightful and the other day when i talked about her eyebrow being at her hairline of her of her hairline Mm -hmm. she got bangs she has a more prominent bang she looks beautiful yeah yeah. it's a great way to cover up too much botox yeah bang get a bang get a bang clip in a bang and you're good to go (laughs) she'd never met colbert she'd never been on his late night show of course she's been busy in las vegas so um of course he was having fun with her they had a little because he's one of 12, 11. 11, she's one of nine. eight, nine. And so he said, okay, let's say our sibling's mm-hmm. name. And, and they both said... They they both finished at the same time. Yeah, it was kind of cute. It was cute. cute. All right, let's play uh, this first cut, which is uh, talking about what's harder, arguing with eight brothers or four women on the talk. You're one of nine kids. Where do you fall in the nine? I am next to the youngest. You're next one, youngest. You're I'm one the of, youngest. I'm you're the youngest of 11. Of 11. Yeah. You're the only girl among these eight other boys. I am. Which was, you must have had a few fights when you were a kid. <laughs> you had to learn to speak up, obviously. What, which is harder, yeah. arguing with eight brothers or four co-hosts? <laughs> well, men only listen to half of what you say. <laughs> so true. So I won every time there, and uh, and we uh, don't fight on the talk. Actually, okay. <laughs> it's actually pleasant. Okay. Make your lunch day around it. <laughs> I, I didn't hear half of that. But, uh, <laughs> that was good. That was, and mm-hmm. they don't argue on the on the talk. No, the they, format of which how they pose the questions. And, yeah, they don't argue. They just you know say you weigh in and then you weigh in, and there's uh, yeah. not a lot of talk over because there's five of them. I think. She's a perfect addition. Yes. She's been, she said something like 40 times a year. She's in there doing it anyway. So it's natural. filled in. Yeah. Okay, let's play the next one. Everybody knows you got a Las Vegas residency with your brother, Donnie. Yes. How's Donnie doing? He's good. Give him my best. Would you want to work with your sibling for 11 years? (laughs) Sure. I thought of us. Sure. Sure. I just can't pick which one. I can't pick which one. They'll get mad out there. Get mad out there. No, it's crazy. We were supposed to be there six weeks, and it have, has evolved to 11 years. Isn't that crazy? And we finally, well, at year 10, we were like, okay, let's move on to something else. Because the show is, we've been very blessed. Like, best show, best uh, band, performers, dancers, whatever. And, uh, and we, I looked at him at the 10th year, and I said, did you ever watch Spinal Tap? Sure. Okay. Sure. And I looked at him, I said, let's go to 11, because it's one more. <laughs> 
And that's the truth. Well, so but, we went to 11. But it's going to end. <laughs> it's ending in November. Yes. Uh, by then, you will have performed, it says here, more shows on the strip than Elvis and Celine Dion combined. Why stop? Why stop now? You're hitting your stride. Why stop now? Um, because I'm on the talk. Oh, so you have a, you have a full-time gig. How's Donnie handling you walking out on it? <laughs> well, I've done it a couple times. Yeah, you know, she... That feels so good. Gosh, I know, you guys. It's ending. If you can get tickets, you went and saw it. We saw it at least twice before. Yeah, I've seen it at that show three times. Yeah, I saw it twice. I, I think it's ending, like, right before Thanksgiving. They're so good together. Yeah. And it's kind of funny. They've, you know... Been in entertainment for five decades. Unbelievable. And um, they're so natural and they're so professional and so positive. Unbelievable. I mean, they're always positive. They're just delicious people. Yeah. They I are. love them. Let's play uh, the, this last one. It's kind of a cute one about how she unwinds after a show. How do you unwind after a show? What do you do to sort of... Just- like truth? Truth, no. Honest to God, I will shoot me straight. Oh, it's so boring. Um, so I, I like to uh, clean. <laughs> I go, go home, home and, and clean, clean the house. Wow. It's very, it's soothing. So when I was a young girl, and uh, the Donnie and Marie show was like dubbed into 17 languages, sure. and it was worldwide, and I thought I was pretty cool. Yeah, sure. <laughs> As a 16-year-old. And so I... Um, I went home one night, and we had to memorize like 350 pages of script in two and a half days and do our schooling and learn everything. And I walked in, and my mom said, you need to do your chores. And it had been like a 16-hour day. And she looks at me and says, well, you haven't done your chores. And I went, mother, I'm me. And she I have to look good tomorrow, you know. And she goes, Really? And uh, I said, well, yeah, I mean, we're taping. I have to get my rest. And she goes, oh, okay. Well, instead of just doing the kitchen, now you can do the toilets, too. How classic is that? Uh And uh, I learned very quickly that uh, this was a job, and then there was reality. (laughs) And and she is, and then he asked, you know, what are your kids? Do they clean? And she said they clean their rooms. Yeah. And um, they say, why? We have a house cleaner. And she said, because I had to clean the toilets. Yeah. She's just... So, I always clean when I come home from a trip. I clean like before crazy. I go. Yeah, I clean afterwards. You do. I clean afterwards. Mood. Well, no, it brings me back down to earth. I know you're Early. Earth to you say yourself, that. earth to yourself, because it's like, okay. la, 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 you're not on vacation all the no, time, no. and you're not some fancy rich lady no. who well, doesn't have like to get down. And I know it does, but Donnie, <laughs> I get in and I just start cleaning and then it just kind of it like brings me back to reality without uh okay. i don't know feeling blue about the vacation being over it just oh, throws, yeah. throws me into work it does like, in another way and i'm just like okay this is my home i love my home and it's dirty i'm gonna clean it and it, just, it's it's, it's just, just a little grounding. Back, I know. it's grounding i see like i clean my cabin so much it's cleaner than my house i don't know what that is but i want to say something else about marie yes osmond is that when children's miracle network started and miracle network hospital right. started it was started the founders are marie osmond john schneider joe lake and mick shannon she started that in august 1983 the headquarters are salt lake utah i mean she has done 
Make-A-Wish Foundation, March of Dimes, St. June. She's involved in everything, but she's amazing. I could swear that she was sitting in a booth next to us at, in Orlando when we had she a was. Carlson National Meeting, and we were going crazy that Marie Osmond was sitting right next door well, to us. she was one of the... Um, she, she participated, per- participated in national and meeting. And she performed. Yeah. She was... I just think she's kind of like an amazing individual and she's yeah. been through life hasn't been easy for her and she remarried her first husband. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Mandy Moore, as <gasps> promised, she said she was, uh, when oh, from- we saw her at the SAG Awards when they accepted the This Is Us. Someone asked her, are you going to ever record again? And she said, yes, she is. And now we have her first song in over 10 Years. It's called When I Wasn't Watching. And she shared this with us yesterday uh, with her music video. So let's take a listen to, to Mandy Moore. Where was I when this was going down? Maybe sleeping in, maybe out of town. Spent a whole life waiting patiently, convinced it all. I got to the chorus. I did too. Got to the oh the chorus. Yeah, I was kind of like, okay, where's this song going? Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. She was married yeah. to Ryan and Adams, and she um, remember she said he just quenched her and squished yeah, her and told news. her she wasn't good at He's singing. He's a dink, is right. Now she's married to the guy from Dawes, Taylor mm. Goldsmith. What an upgrade! Yeah, she's. <laughs> I think she's lovely. She, and she lovely. has a cute video out about it too. All I right, mean, it's a good video. She's okay. beautiful, I think. She is, and that show's coming back next week. I saw And I'm going, I DVR'd up, uh, Stumptown only because the song that they're playing is Truth Hurts, Lizzo. Stop, and Stumptown, who's With Colby stu- Smulders. Yes, that looks so good. It kind of does look good. She's a Portland, Oregon detective. Yeah, and, right, a bit of a rogue. Yeah, you know, yeah. got to give some network TV some of our viewing uh, eyes. Absolutely. <laughs> okay, uh, okay. Here is uh, a little music collaboration. Ringo and Paul McCartney are recording a John Lennon song. Uh, It's uh, for Ringo's new album. The song is called Grow Old With Me. It's one of the last songs written by John Lennon. And it was released on his posthumous Milk and Honey album in 1984. On the new version, Ringo sings and plays drums. Paul handles the uh, bass and backing vocals. And Joe Walsh, Ringo's brother-in-law, will play the guitar. Here's the... is it, are we going to listen to this Lennon? Is the, this is the John okay, Lennon version. Okay, because we don't have the no, Ringo version. Have that yet. So here's John Lennon's version. John Lennon tribute show. Well, it's pretty. I bet it'd be beautiful, remastered and redone, so you don't hear such a 
tin canny sound. Yeah. 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 All right, listen, um, when we come back, we've got Elizabeth Reese with the Dirt Alert. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert. All right, Elizabeth Reese. In you person. Here in what person. a joy. Nice to be treat. with you guys. Nice to see you. Oh my gosh, I absolutely love it. I love seeing you. Let's talk about Kim Kardashian, who is set to present an Emmy alongside Kendall and Kylie. Oh, I love wow. it. So I love it. It's, we don't know what category they are going to introduce yet. Um, but we do know also that the cast of Veep is going to present, the cast of Game of Thrones, Gwyneth Paltrow. There's going to be a lot of people. Why does Anthony Kim have Anderson to drag along and Kendall she and Kylie? She should just be by herself. I don't know either. That's, I, I that's Chris Jenner, Lucifer's homegirl working double And she overtime. looks so tiny compared to them because they're so tall. She's her, um, her body and what was she wearing? Was it that blue thing that I saw the other day? The rubber thing that yes. she wore after oh, the, Met for the Met Gala. Yes. That was terrible. Did, did, and did you it hear was so sister? The, the waist yeah. compared to the behind was shocking. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> that, she's got junk in the trunk. Well, yeah, she She totally bought does. extra. Yeah. Uh, Kim got a head start on the Emmy action. She appeared at the Creative Arts Emmy Awards, which celebrates achievements in the technical crafts. So she was there. There you go. Yeah, Keeping I, up with the Kardashians has never had the honor of an Emmy nomination, in case you were wondering. Oh, I was wondering that. They've been on 17 years, Larry was saying yeah, earlier. They, no so way! Yeah, 17 on yeah. Sunday night. The problem with that show is everything is played out in yeah. real life and in magazines. We know everything. Yeah, you know all But I that. think people still kind of enjoy They're looking still, at it. Yeah, you know, they, they do. It's under a million. See, it's under a million, yeah. you know, so... I, I but I think the, the lavish ones and stuff. Is that bigger than um, Real Housewives numbers? No. I don't no, think no. so. I'm going to look, though. No. Okay, that's because good to know. Real Housewives that. is more than that. Uh, Taylor Swift sold so many copies of Lover. Her tour next year will be just four dates in the United States. I've been listening to the Lover album nonstop. What's your fa- I like the, the I like the title track, Lover. I love that it. Is yeah. I love Lover song. so much. And then the next one, the, the one about the man. Uh-huh. The man is so good. Like if I was a man, yeah, running as fast as I can. So, so she's only going to do four four dates? shows: two really? in Los Angeles and two in Foxborough, Massachusetts, which is right near Boston. Mm-hmm. That's it. She's going to bypass New York altogether. Wow. So I don't know. I mean, I guess it is a lot of work. She has well, a few other dates planned for Europe. She just got off a tour, maybe last year. Yeah, I don't know, I but I wanna. thought they had to tour for every big album. Well, I know. She probably makes enough off that last tour because remember the outrageous mm-hmm. number she made like seven hundred million dollars. I, yeah. so I mean, money. that's where the money is. Yeah, is I the know. touring. Because even when you hear about the album sales, they're still not- all these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Uh, I mean, it's just not as big as it used to be. Yeah. She sold 1.2 million copies of Lover the first week. Yeah. But like, I don't buy it. I just listen to it on my Amazon music setup that I have. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of people are listening to it that aren't buying it. Yeah, that's I wonder true. what the streaming, they're going to have to start reporting what the streaming numbers are. Uh, yeah, you're right about that. Because other, it's really misleading, mm-hmm. right? Heather Locklear um, posted a photo of affirmation, uh, that letters of affirmation that she wrote to herself on her mirror uh, at the end of her court-ordered treatment. She posted a photo of her mirror with the third step prayer in AA written in hot pink lipstick. 
That's encouraging. That would be hard to get off. Well, but, yeah. but that's encouraging that she's even sharing this. I know that she's really been good. in rehab a lot of times, and we've seen nothing. Yeah, this, maybe she she's probably feeling, has a str- You know, so if her, you put it out there, well, you, and also maybe she would like to get back to working. Yeah, yeah. and, and this she's showing a, a commitment kind of to say, "I'm handling image. this." Yeah, the third step in AA encourages addicts to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God. So that's what she. Um, posted about this is um, a court agreement. She was mandated to enter a residential program. She pleaded no contest to eight misdemeanor battery and resisting charges last month. And that was all stemming from two arrests that happened in 2018. Yeah, we want her to beat her addiction and we want Ryan Murphy to hire her and put her in some soapy role. Wouldn't that be fun? Yeah. So she has to stay in the facility for at least 30 days. Um, and that was the alternate to a 120 jail stint yeah. that she didn't have to do because of this agreement. Right. I mean, it was battery of a police officer. Yeah, guess. yeah, yeah. Like, it's not good. So I think she's out like October 6th or something like that. Lizzo is saying sorry to her Postmates driver. Oh, dear. Who may Why? have just missed a delivery window. She said, I apologize for putting that girl on blast. I understand I have a large following and that there were so many variables that could have put her in danger. So Lizzo ordered food from Postmates. She didn't re- oh, receive I was her food. You said her po- I was thinking post-its. No, Postmates. I, I didn't even know that this is a delivery service. It's so. like kind of like Bite Squad. Yeah, I got yeah. it. But they do, they also like deliver other places. They do it here, but I found that um, it, that wasn't really the right work option for me. Yeah. We did Postmates in LA for, at the Sega World. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. For lunch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Lizzo didn't receive her food, and then she posted, hey, Postmates, this girl Tiffany W. stole my food. She lucky oh. I don't fight no more. So she wrote this, then deleted the tweet, and then Postmates said, as soon as Lizzo reached out, we looked into the matter and quickly resolved the issue. We apologized to Lizzo for any inconvenience. And then the problem was Lizzo has 967,000 followers on Twitter, and then she included the delivery person's name and image. Oh, come on, Lizzo. That's just a... And so to many people thought that wasn't a good thing. Yeah, well, she did say, I'm going to be more responsible with my use of social media and check my petty and my pride at the door. That's what she said. That's a good apology. That is a good apology. Yeah, I mean, we've all tweeted something that we've regretted. And listen, you guys, not about... Well, services uh, ever. I, to re- ever. I, that we is my never, rule. We will never to complain out we will loud never. on Twitter. We'll do or it on, on a radio. radio show. Yeah, yeah, maybe on the radio. But, but we never don't we say don't the even names. call out a restaurant. If never. Oh I'm like, yeah, people do that on Twitter all no. the time. That's how they get response from customer service, though, yeah. when they feel frustrated. No, no. And you don't have to be Lizzo to have a nine hundred sixty-seven thousand followers. You just call them out on Twitter, and then you get. A response. That's it's, just not who we are. Have you ever done well, that's that? Fair. No, I don't do that. Yeah. So but, you wouldn't either. Yeah. It's no, just, I don't think I would, but I would call and complain. Sure. That's but Lizzo different. was hangry, you guys. I mean, what else <laughs> do you want true. to happen? You're hungry. You need and, some food. And are you at your best when you're hungry? No. 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 Randoms today, people who are hungry make bad decisions. 100%. Here. You know so who true. else who made a bad decision? Jeff Lewis. Whose daughter got expelled from preschool after he criticized it on the radio. He says, I feel terrible about it when it happens. Another example, right? But he does this a lot. Yeah, this is his thing. So his only child goes to this prestigious Montessori preschool and she is now expelled because he got really mad about it. They got complaints about the negative comments that Lewis made about the school on his radio show. Did he read a couple emails? Yeah, he read two internal emails from parents How and mocked them without using their full names. Oh my gosh. He'd also talked about this recent back to school night for parents. And he said, apparently, I've mentioned a few things about the school on air. I take full responsibility. I'm really, really sorry. I feel terrible about what happened. I know how it has affected Monroe. 
I will never do this again. He got I mean, a screaming match, I think, with the principal while he was begging for his daughter to stay in. Yes. He's, He's an idiot. I don't know how he keeps his job yeah. as a radio talk show Because he got into it with Andy Cohen about internal memos at Bravo. Yeah, he said... About um, not renewing his show. So Remember? the conversation with the headmistress at the school lasted 20 minutes. He said for the first 12 to 13 minutes, I groveled. Then when I realized there was no hope, it got a bit contentious. And he said, I can't believe this is the Montessori way. You don't get to make amends. There are no second chances, no warnings. Oh, it was oh. immediately... They're expelled. He has his serious satellite radio show. Isn't it on Andy Cohen's network? It is. Yeah. He's gotten in trouble by them. He said, they're tougher than Sirius of the Montessori school. <laughs> Sirius at least gave me warnings. And it was a whole thing. He was saying that some of the women look like they would be in swapping singles. And I mean, he was just really got personal and he used like their yeah. first name. And you got to get over yourself a little bit when you have kids. Newsflash. Hello. It's a little bit more about them than it is about you. Yes, it is. And, and oh, wise words. What a treat to see <laughs> I you. I love seeing you. Thanks, Thank friends. Thank you for making time for us on our Dirt Alert this week. We appreciate it. Donnie's going to update us on traffic. And we come back, we got the study of doubt. All right, Miss Traffic. Feeling so high, but too far away to hold me. You know I'm the one who put you up there. Double duh. Double dutch duh. Okay. Double duh. Here we go. Ever wonder why there's so much bad news out there? A study. I do. Okay. A study involving more than a thousand people across 17 countries spanning every continent but the Antarctica concludes (laughs) that on average, people pay. More attention to negative news. Because if it bleeds, it leads across the globe. In a period during which news around the world is especially wrought with negativity, this subject is of obvious importance. This is what the lead author of the study from the University of Michigan and Ann Arbor said he and his colleagues were interested in the psychology of negativity biases. The tendency for people to pay more attention to negative information than positive information. Is this develop over time? Uh, Among academics, one explanation was that journalists were angry people and skeptics and they produced a bunch of negative content. The the, uh, people from the University of uh, Michigan said our suspicion was that no, it was more the, the, the ways news looked and was more about what audience audiences Want. responded exactly. to. Because I never exactly. knew journalists were angry, ugly people. Well, that's yeah. just, there are some evolutionary reasons as to why negativity bias exists drawn to the bad news. It can be what the scientists said. It can be risky for people to ignore negative information. A hurricane is coming, whatever, then good news, a dog is rescued. Paying attention to negative news, they said, is generally an effective survival strategy. And it's just something that's sort of, blame it it. on the caveman in us. Uh, The researchers 
Well, that's why like political ads are always negative. Oh, I hate them. That's what oh. works. That's what exactly right. It gets it, it, it yeah. gets something going in you like, yes, we got to beat them then. Right, the yeah. negative. The yeah. researchers found that on average, a slight majority across countries and culture, cultures do show a bias towards more negative news. However, they also found that on an individual level, there seems to be a high level of variability in responses. It's not the case that most people want mostly negative news all the time. And maybe by knowing that, hopefully it will open up other possibility where news is concerned and how it's presented. Well, it's so. kind of it's kind of interesting, Laura, you say this, because some days I just am like, I can't handle any negativity, so I don't even want to know about the news. The news. Yeah. I don't yeah. even want it. And when we're in the heat of a political, um, you know, election period, something, I tune it out. Yeah. It's just too much. I can't stand it. I'd rather listen to Joy on our radio station. Yeah. Yeah. But or it's also why, like, people like to take a break when they go on a vacation, because, yeah. they, you know, you're not drawn to any of that. And And I do think because we're so much more global than we used to be, you know about everything, every little detail. And that's why I think the joy of like the magazine programs like Sunday morning on CBS or the Willie Geist show where they profile good stories. Yeah. But on national and local news stories, right at the end, they always say, and finally tonight, and and that's their feel good story. Yes. Yes. They do do it. (laughs) They do. But always at at the the end. end. But unless it's something great, which Mm. what has that been lately? Maybe when the Twins win the um, yeah. the World Series. Well, yeah. Tonight's good. leading story is the Twins win the World Series. So, anyway, okay. just thought we would answer that for people. I don't know if we did, but it seems like a dub because it does seem like everything negative does lead yes. in the news stories. Okay, now here's another one. Okay. Size matters. People pay less attention to news displayed on small screens. So while we're paying attention to our negative news, we're not really paying that much attention. So like isn't that funny? I this know. is a true statement, though, because Weird. I have a difference between reading something on my Mac or my phone. My phone doesn't give me the full effect, so I just... You don't read the whole thing. I don't. You I don't care it. as much. So... That's funny. I know. So uh, a new study has found that viewing news on small screens leads to reduced attentiveness and engagement. Hmm. Um, This is, again, the University of Michigan is really going places with uh, all the studies that they're doing on what people are um, paying attention to in the news. They said, we're the first to our knowledge to find this effect for news content. And the first... To focus on the move from a laptop to a smartphone size screen. This finding is of some significance given the trend towards news consumption on mobile technology. I miss a newspaper. Yeah, people, well, you we can get still it. get it. Yeah. I get it. I get it four days a week. The small screens make people less inclined to really pay attention to the information they're consuming, ultimately making the news coverage less informative. Boy. I, don't I mean, even don't know what to say about that. Well, I I feel like I'm not. Um, you can't scroll around as much. I mean, your phone is great; it is everything, yeah. you know. But yet, at the same time, when you see the photos that support the story, you get more out of it. I'm more enriched. Yeah, I'm more fulfilled on a laptop. It seems duh. Okay, isn't it? Okay, all right. Now. Here is another story for you. I don't know what you're going to think about this one. It's harder to run. Uh, Who's really in control? No, not that. (laughs) 
Who's really in we control? We were talking about toes when Elizabeth Reese was in here. So sorry. It's okay. Yeah. I just who's that, in control of this segment, Lori? Who's really in control? A study finds a link between personality and persuasion susceptibility. Most people will scoff at the idea they aren't in control of their decisions. However, this study has ID'd certain personalities that make people more perceptible to persuasion. And guess who's the most easily persuaded among us? Me. No, not we're not talking about you. This is a general study, Linus. That was good. Me. Uh, uh, introverts? Okay, that's your answer. Yeah. Okay, who all right, let me just think. What, let me type of, what type of personality? Uh, mm-hmm. Um it's not an A. Is it? A type A is what you're Personality, about? like a more of a no, not a dominant. I don't know, Lori. Fearful and mean people are the most easily persuaded. Mm. So again, looking at how some people present isn't that? Mm-hmm. So this was uh published just so I can give you drop my my per- journal reading okay. personality and individual differences. Fearful and what? Fearful and mean people. Well, this is not me. This study uh, sheds light on how combining personality characteristics influence human persuasion. And they hope to build off this study in the future, potentially using the findings to persuade children to adopt healthier habits early in life, nudging people towards more positive action Mm -hmm. and um this was research from edge hill university is that next to eggshell university it's in england okay yeah (laughs) brother i've never a hard time concentrating i really am i got the gist of the story and i'm mm -hmm. yeah so but it makes sense Again, I'll go back to the negative ads for people running for politics. You know, advertising campaigns, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Most people are persuaded to make certain decisions far more than they realize. And fearful and mean people are the most easily persuaded. So if you're wondering about the sheep out there who seem mean and fearful and where they're going, well, they're easily I, I persuaded. Yes, I you see it? I do. I Whoa, do I didn't even plan yeah. for these three to be so intricately related. Yeah. Now I'm waiting for these three studies to be coagulated <laughs> and bring coagulated. brought up in another journal. <laughs> they're going to come back as the science of sexual health. <laughs> right. Anyway, whoa. Mm-hmm. Those are our study. I think that last one, I was not expecting no, I wasn't that. Either. Mm. As a duck. When it, you mm-hmm. said who's in control, I was just singing out of the two of us. I'm like, you. Yeah, I know. Damn it. It was a leading question. I know it was. All right, listen, when we come back, this lady has a type. Reese. I want to raise your spirits. I want to see you smile. No, that means I'll have to leave. All right, are you happy? It's almost Wednesday. And it's warm out. And it's warm out. Okay, someone, before we get to our 
story, uh, the couple stories we were going to get to. Someone listened to our plea, Julia, when we were talking about the Jonas Brothers. And Priyanka Chopra. Yes. And Nick just Jonas' wife showing up. That's right. Um, okay, so this is from, Paula said I can use her name. She said, I can't call in right now, but I went to the concert with my daughter last night, my adult daughter. It was beyond amazing. Lori, we missed out. Loud is not even the word to use for the crowd. My ears were still ringing when I went to bed. Nick's wife, she doesn't use the name either, Priyanka Chopra, went right in front of us to go on to the stage. She isn't that pretty, really, and then she kind of does a smiley face because she's she's gorgeous. gorgeous. Also, definitely a very strange relationship. Awkward is an understatement for their kiss. It was truly an amazing concert. So glad I was my daughter's date last night. Also, the crowd age age range from teens to 50s, teens, younger adults, moms, and even dads. So, nice. Anyway, so thank you. No Paula, kidding. For that thank little, you for telling us that. Report. Uh-huh. And I uh, don't know if you're watching Wendy Williams because you said to me you weren't going to watch her anymore. But I happened to turn it in today. Yeah, she had Nene Leakes on her show. Okay, How about I, that they were doppelgangers in their outfits? Both And wigs. Yeah, and wigs. Mm-hmm. Blonde wigs. And golden. Golden outfits. Okay. And tall. Yeah. Both of them tall. Very tall. Okay, so they went at each other. And I, first of all, the only reason that it came on is the show I was watching, it was over. Mm-hmm. And that was in the background. So then I heard Nini come out and I'm like, I like Nini. I'm going to watch this segment. Yeah, 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 yeah. So they just start throwing shade at each other. And so Wendy said, so I just called you up and said, what happened? Because they've been, they haven't talked in seven years or something. Mm-hmm. And then Nini's like, well, I called you back and you wouldn't even answer my phone. You know, so that's how it started off. And they're just giving each other a little bit of this and a little bit of that. And then Wendy says, well, things started to go down. We loved having you on our show when you were first on the Real Housewives of Atlanta. And you were so great. And you'd come on and you'd be dishing. And then all of a sudden when you started to get them the million dollar paychecks, you know, um, you started getting paid so much. And you weren't like the Nini we grew up with and the one we liked. I couldn't believe she said that I to her. Either. And then I couldn't even. I I just wonder about this segment. It was set up. Yeah, that's what it I was think. totally set yes, up. And again, so. now I'm going back to Wendy's fake. I don't need to watch it. All right. I was kind of watching it, thinking, "Wow, way to go, Nini!" Because because they were both rolling their eyes, and they were just. I thought it was kind of fun, but then then I'm thinking, of course, it was just set up, and I don't like to be manipulated that way. Yeah. Because that was a negative manipulation. Larry. All right, there you go. Uh, Lindsay Shookus, you know, oh. the SNL producer, and her date with John Hamm uh, at the Broadway uh, show that John they went Hamm to. John Hamm is not looking hammish. What does that no. mean? He's I looking- told you he looked like he rolled out of bed when he went oh, to this Broadway yeah. show. And was out all night the night before. Probably yes. was. No, remember, we <laughs> last we heard, he was sober. sober. I don't know. Anyway, she's got a type. Which John is? Hamm and Disheveled, Ben Affleck. Dark-haired men. That's right, who struggle with the booze. Uh, and the weight. Maybe. He, you know, he a little hasn't. bit of a paunch. It's no. kind of a rinse and no. repeat situation. Anyway. I love it. Well, that's a. I mean, those are good-looking men. I know. Ten but, bucks say it's less. And they would have met on on SNL. 
I think they've known each other for a while. Obvious ploy to make the ex jealous. Will we be seeing her back together with Ben Affleck in a month? I don't think so. No. Okay. No. Anyway, someone leaked details about how happy she and John Hamm look to People Magazine. Who would have leaked it, Laurie? Lindsay shook us. I was just going to say. Yeah. The shook shook it out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, David Bowie, Donnie, uh, thank you so much for posting these photos. There are never be seen um, photos of David Bowie that were unveiled for a charity exhibition uh, in London. It's called Bowie Unseen, and a per- percentage of the proceeds will go to the Macmillan Cancer Support, which, of course, he died of that, and there are some really... Some of those are amazing photos. Aren't they? Yeah. Whoa. He, he, uh, he really was a striking looking person. Yeah. It's uh, If you're going to London, uh, there's going to be a private show at the London Base Members Club called tell- Tramp, okay, so which has been around forever. forever but in tell London. me the dates of the show because I'm going to plan a trip right now. October 1st, it's private. Oh. And then you can see the David Bowie Unseen Collection at London's Zebra One Gallery. Okay. Through the end of November, or you can peruse them on our website. Yeah, that's the easy way to do it. That's the easy way if you're not going to be going to London, to the old UK. (laughs) To the old, across the pond. I know it. My dad's going on Saturday. He's going on an insight or a talk tours. I can't remember. An escorted tour of the UK. Really? A talk tour is lovely. Yeah. And uh, I know. He will. I don't think First his time? wife, yeah, he hasn't been there, hmm. and I don't think his wife wants him to do any driving, which is why they're doing uh, an escorted tour, because in the UK, you're, you're on, the on the opposite, opposite side, side of the road. No, this is right. disaster written all over it. Doesn't it? If he drove. Yeah, Julia did. You <laughs> drove. I've yeah. done it. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, my dad is, you know, in his 70s, yeah. and I think she might, she trusts him to drive the road warrior with the motorcycle all over the U.S., but. He knows what side, he knows how everything's going. It's a little different. And it's narrow and it's hectic. And I think it's yeah, a good idea. Yeah. And they'll have you more go, fun. Listen, they set up everything for you. You never touch your bag from when you get it off the plane. They put it in your room, they take it out, they do everything. You stay at nice hotels, yes, five yeah. stars, Meet talk people. to her. Yes. Is he going to stop at several different cities? That's what he's going on like a, you know, 12 day oh. tour. And they take oh. care of everything. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of the joy. It's like going on a cruise. Yeah. My dad has vacation. Plan for like the next three years. He's just like spending the money and good for him, giggling and giving in. I told, I gave him, Mm -hmm. I asked him the other day, I think, you know, because he's taking my siblings and our our, uh, partners uh, to Mexico to an all inclusive, and he's paying. And my dad is tight. Tighter he has than, a cement wallet. That's right. Yeah. Tighter that's than right. my dad. Yeah. Tight, 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 tight. The moth comes out of a his moth, wallet exactly. when he opens it. Yeah. So we were just shocked that he's doing this. <laughs> and so I called him yesterday just to you know, say, I'm so excited. Thank you again. If I, I haven't sent you a thank you card because I'll send you one when the trip's all right. over. I said, but Dad, I want you to send out an email about a week before we go. And he goes, why? And I said, you are going to advise your five kids and their partners, that there will be not one political remark, dig aside, nothing. Everybody. This is hard in your family. You guys have a lot of. There's two people in my family that are troublemakers, one Mm -hmm. on each side. Mm -hmm. And they both rile up. Everyone else. 
Well, they they particularly rile each other up, but it is oh. like I said, Dad, you're not spending all this money. To We're family. Tension. We love each other despite our political yeah, yeah. differences. Sure. I said, just put it out there again. It's and not just acceptable. say this is no, this is my one wish. Perfect. Because my dad is doing this because he doesn't want us all to be together over his graveside. So he wants to get together with you priests. That's right. I think that's, yeah. uh, you know, we used to do that. It's fun. It is so much fun. To do a big yes. family trip. We've fun. never done it. There's uh, one right? person that's uh, very, very nervous about going. It's That's not me. No, I didn't think so. No, it's somebody else. <laughs> but anyway, he goes, all right. He goes, I told everybody that when I invited him. I said, Dad, that was a year ago. Yeah, you, need to, you need to... Yeah. Reassert because mm-hmm. there is your daddy war box. You're paying for the trip. <laughs> right. You can have one disclaimer on this trip. It's a very All politics are verboten. I love it. Yeah, good advice. All right, All everyone right. have a good night. We'll see y'all tomorrow. Job done. Off you go.